Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Episodes. Hey guys, welcome to Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. We just talked about Happily Ever After. Right now we're going to talk about 90 Day UK, Season 1, Episode 7, Age is Just a Number. And I'm going to start off the show uh, with asking you that question, is age just a number? Do you think that um, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's all just about love? Let me know in the live, or if you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments below. That being said, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show via Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal at Linda is so girly. Um, All of your support truly allows the show to happen and allows us to continue to grow, as well as there's super chats, super stickers, and super thanks available on YouTube. And thank you, guys. My little channel is growing. I just uh, reached over 3,000 subscribers, which I know is not a lot considering the YouTube phenomenal world, but I appreciate you guys. I love how engaged you guys are. I read most and almost all of the comments. I love having you guys in the in the live chat. So thank you for supporting. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking all of those things. And you know, our little channel and community is growing and I love it and I appreciate you guys. So thank you very much. Hey, Megan. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, 
if you were just in my previous live, thank you and welcome back. Um, so thank you. There's a maturity level. What do you mean, Kathy? Uh, I appreciate you guys. So the UK, are you are you guys still enjoying it? Because I'm still enjoying this this version. It just seems very fresh to me. It's like you can tell that none of these people have been on any type of reality show ever before in their lives, and they are really living this scenario. So we finally, after seven episodes, get to meet Pat, Pat and Sam, and I. I'm just calling them Jenny and Summit 2.0 because that is exactly what's happening here. There are so many red flags, you guys, so many red flags in this relationship and they haven't even met. I need Pat to hear me. Pat, hear me right now. Hear me when I say this. Sam is already showing on international TV that he absolutely 100% is using you. There are so many red flags. I, I mean, this whole, I just want to wave the red flag in your face. I want to make a comforter that's all red flags and let you wrap yourself in the red flag so you realize that this is one big red flag. Um, oh, Kathy's saying, okay, so is age just the number and does it matter how old you are? And no, there's also maturity level. You know, you can be old and immature or childish, a.k.a. Big Ed. So, yes, I get I get what you're saying, Kathleen. So we meet Pat and, you know, you can already tell that Pat's a character, y'all. She's a super character. She comes on and the first thing she says is, ole. I was like, oh, Lord, what's happening here, Pat? So she's 68 from Southport. She's a retired nurse and she loves music, although... She was showing us like a didgeridoo and some other pipes and she could not play them. Uh, thanks, Sly Cat. She could not play them. So I don't know. But she says she's a soprano and she music's in her bones. And all I know, you guys, is we have enough 90-day musicians. We talked about it on one of my previous shows. You know, there's at least 10 of them. The Darcy's and Stacy's, the Tariq's of the world. Now Elizabeth is joining the rap ranks. We do not need another musician. That's all I'm saying. We do not need another musician. Thank you, but no thank you. So anyways, <clears throat> she uh, says her boyfriend's name is Sam. He's from Pakistan and they've been together for 20 months, but they haven't met in person. And she's excited to finally get to meet him and their love has been, you know, organic and all the things. And so she is already buying gifts, right? Red flag number one. She's already buying gifts for him. Um, you know, she bought him this, I, I don't know, you guys, this godforsaken earth t-shirt that was, I don't know what. She brought his, bought his mom a mom mug that said, mom is a title above a queen, even though... Sam's mom is younger than she is, right? Which you already know is going to be an issue because again, it's Jenny and Summit 2.0. So Sam's 28. Uh, she thinks that he's good looking. She loves goatees. He has a goatee. She loves it. And she calls him her boy toy and she's his MILF. 
again, red flag number two, like, go ahead and have fun, Pat, have fun, have fun on your terms. And if that's it, if he's just a boy toy, then make it that. But what you should not be doing already is all the things that you are doing. And he's taking advantage of them. And guess what? Y'all met on Facebook. Okay, cool. Cool. Guess what? Jenny and Summit met on Facebook too. And he was catfishing her on Facebook. And guess what? Summit doesn't work, hasn't worked since he met Jenny because he lives off her social, her social security. And now I'm going to get to it, but you're already sending him money and gifts. You already bought him a motorcycle so that he could get to work. What the fuck was he doing before he met you? How was he getting to work? And what he's a friggin' nurse. He's an RN in the ICU. How does he not have any money? And I know the wages probably aren't as much as in Pakistan, but he clearly was able to get himself to school and get himself to work before he met you. All of a sudden, he can't do that. You need to buy him a motorcycle so he can get to work on time. Red flag number three. So she says that she got a Facebook request uh, from Sam about three years ago, and she took a look at it. She loved the fact that he was a nurse. She was a nurse. He's Christian. She's Christian. And then one day out of the blue, he called her out of the blue, and that's how the romance started. Well, guess what, Pat? Guess what? He called you. And he probably called 20 people before you and he probably called 20 people after you. And you're the one that's, that got on the hook. Red flag number four. Megan says, I think they've introduced this couple later because he never makes it over. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we've had filler couples before. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, Megan, if that was true. I personally think she should get out now. Like she should just be done after this episode. She should have just been done. Right. Because I'm already on what red flag number five and I'm not even halfway through them, not even halfway through them. And so <clears throat> she was skeptical at first about his feelings, um, which, you know, that's your gut instinct, Pat telling you that this, something is wrong with this situation. Why is this 28-year-old reaching out to me? Not that age. I mean, she's 40 years older. I think this is the biggest difference we've seen on 90 Day Fiance. She's 40 years older than him, right? Like 40 is a lot, right? And age can be nothing and whatever. Love is love. All the things, I believe that. But this situation, I don't believe. And I don't believe it because of the things that he said. So if you were skeptical about his feelings, Pat, that was your gut instinct telling you to cut the shit out. But... She said that he was consistent with calling her. Yes, he was, because he's doing the long game on you. And he gave you compliments. Yes, Pat, because he's doing the long game on you. He was supportive. How so? By telling you nice things? Because it turns out that you're supporting him more than he's supporting his own damn self. So she thinks Pat's coming to the UK on an NHS to be a nurse so that they can be together. Oh, no, Pat, my friend. He's coming to the UK to live at your house so you could support him and he can go do what he wants to do. Let's be clear about that. So <clears throat> part of um, her life is faith is important to her. That's one of the reasons she really was drawn to Sam. And, you know, she works, she likes to do praise and worship. And so she worships to God with dance and banners and flag waving. And we saw her do like this flag dance thingy. And 
you know, she just really likes to use her body, her words, not mine, her body to worship God. And she's trying to explain to us how her and Sam neutrally met. They were, neither of them were on a dating site, but their Christian faith brought them together. No, Pat, your faith didn't have anything to do with this. This fool was out here looking to scam. He went on Facebook because there are a ton of Facebook scammers and he just went down his list. So you got his random friend request because he looked at you, saw that you were older. You probably had on your profile that you were single. He went through your profile. was like, boom, target. Ding, 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 ding. That part. So <clears throat> we then meet Sam, who's from Pakistan. He's an RN working in the ICU. He too is a Christian and religion to him is very important. He's looking for a faithful woman. Um, but he, at 28, has never had a girlfriend. What? You never had a girlfriend, Sam? Why? You're 28, almost 30. And so he said then he met Pat. She's kind, he says, helpful and lovely. And he's excited to meet her in real life. Why is he excited, you guys? And these are his words, not mine. He wants to get his visa for the UK, move to the UK, live with Pat, and work at a hospital. His dream, y'all, is to leave Pakistan and live in the UK. And so when he met Pat, Pat told him, quote, I will support you. So he thinks he's going to enjoy his life in the UK. Well, yes, you are. Sam, yes, you are. Why? Why are you going to enjoy your life? Because she's willing to support you and has been supporting you financially. Now she's okay with supporting him financially because she feels like she's his girlfriend. And so to make it easier for him to get to work and to get to work on time, she bought him a motorbike and she's been financially supporting him ever since they quote unquote met. Now y'all, they have been online dating for 20 months. Can you imagine how much money she's already sent him? <laughs> He's William Ng, William Zing, facts, Megan. He is the new Williams of the UK. He is the Smith of the UK, all of that stuff. Ridiculous. So yeah, he's excited to go to the UK to have Pat financially support him even more. And again, you guys, I can only imagine how much money this woman has already sent this for. And they're laying down the foundation of how messed up the situation is going to be. So no sex before marriage because they're Christian and they don't believe in that. And Pat says, in Pat's words, that Sam has already asked her to get married, okay? That's what she thinks. She thinks that he's already asked her. And so it won't be long after he gets to the UK that they'll get married. Now, Pat's been married two times before. She has two sons that are, are um, older than Sam. Her two sons are from her first marriage. And she is open to marriage number three with Sam. Now, you guys, she remember, she thinks she's engaged or 
she thinks that he's already proposed so it's just a matter of time now she believes that he's going to be in the uk in the next couple of months and so she's meeting with one of her best friends and to tell and all about sam and what she's doing and how sam's going to come to live with her yada 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 so what i thought was hilarious is that when she sits down with Anne, Anne's like oh yeah yeah i kind of remember you talking about this sam character he's your pen pal right <laughs> um he's a little bit more than her pen pal and okay so <clears throat> she explains to Anne how she's 40 years older um and Anna's not having it. She's like, something about this doesn't seem right. He sounds like a scammer to me. And I was like, bravo, Anne. You know what I mean? You're an older woman, but someone told you about the scammers and you know what you're talking about. Could you please tell your friend, Pat? But Pat's like, no. Uh, you know, no. Even though Anne says that Pat has missed red flags in the past, Pat doesn't feel like there are any red flags. And even though I've already named five or six or seven or 10 of them already, Pat's not having it. Pat thinks that this is the real deal and God has brought them together. Now, back in Pakistan, we find out that Sam is super close to his family. And instead of them being boyfriend and girlfriend, which he has led her to believe, he's told them that Pat is just a good friend of his. And my note says, here we go again, because that's exactly what Samit did to Jenny and his family, right? When she came over to live at their house, Samit told his parents that, oh no, Jenny's just a friend. She's, she wants to travel in and look at India. So here we are again, but this time in Pakistan and this time, same dude saying, no, we're just, we're just good friends. So he's out with his brother. He tells his brother uh, the truth that Pat is actually his girlfriend. And the brother's like, oh, but she's so old. And Sam's like, yeah, she is, but she's also helpful and is always encouraging me. Yeah, encouraging you with her dollars. And guess what? He says that. He says the exact same thing to his brother. He says, yeah, she sent me money and told me she'd be supportive of me in the future. So all this guy is doing, you guys, is laying down the foundation for him to have a sugar mama and go to the UK because, again, he told us in the very first episode, in the very first five minutes of, of seeing who he was, that going to the UK is his dream. He wants to go to the UK. He wants to work in the UK, but he doesn't have a place to live and no money. So guess what? He's going to live with Pat, and she's going to financially support him while he's there. How is that not a scam, you guys? How is that not him completely using this woman? And then... If you don't believe me, <clears throat> the brother's like, well, how old is she? And he's like, oh, she's around 67. And the brother's like, well, then what are you going to do? Like, if this is your real girlfriend, hey, dopey dope, long time no see. If this is your girlfriend, like, how are you going to have babies? And then, you know what this fool says? Well, I haven't promised her anything. I haven't decided about marriage. I didn't make any promises to her. So what? We just heard Pat say that you proposed to her. We just heard Pat say that you and her are in a relationship. And now you're telling your brother none of that is true and you haven't made any decisions yet. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. <laughs> 
Just stop it. Stop it. That's red flag number 50. You clearly are using this woman to move your agenda and your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. And you want her to financially support all the things that you want to do. And you're lying to her face via whatever FaceTime or whatever it is you're using. You're lying to her face. And then you go around and say something different to your family. So she's just your friend. Oh, but by she sends you money. Oh, but you haven't promised her anything, but yet you told her that you guys are engaged and you propose to her. Like, what is it, Sam? So you're already coming out as a liar and a user. Not impressed. Not impressed at all with the new couple that we just met in this episode. Y'all, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. This is like a mixture between Jenny and Summit and the Williams, all wrapped up into one big ugly scam. So next up, <clears throat> and we remember these two. They are one of my favorite couples on the show for the UK version. So we remember that Alejandro uh, proposed to Katie and she said yes. So now they're engaged and she's just amazed by it, right? Because they met a year ago. So within a year, they met online and then they got engaged. And you guys, they're adorable on the show. They're really like a sweet couple, you know, kind of nerdy, but super adorable. They're adorable together and you can tell that it's like true love. Like they really just love each other. And I just think it's it's refreshing. It's refreshing. It brings me back to 90 Day Fiance season one where the couples really were just long distance couples that wanted to be together. That's Katie and Alejandro. And so he planned this beautiful um, waterfall proposal, remember the ring, all the great things. And they're just super adorable together, right? And so they did all of that, even though Katie was, you know, complaining just a tad about the hiking. Um, he planned a full day. So after they hiked back from the beautiful waterfall, he's planned a romantic dinner and overnight stay at a cabin. And so they get to the cabin. It's beautiful, you guys. It was very, very sweet. So he did like a whole day proposal thing, which was very, very lovely. And they're lying on the bed and they're just kind of basking in their engagement glory. And Katie's like, you know, it's the it's time to decide where we're going to live because that's their biggest issue. Are they going to live in Mexico or are they going to live in the UK? Like, where are they going to live? And so Katie makes a plea for the UK. She's like, you know, I have a really good job there. And, you know, my home is open to your family any and every time and anything that you need. And, you know, we could have a good life there. And he's nervous because he's like, well, what job will I have there? He's leaving all his friends. He's leaving all his family. And, you know, he's close to his family as well. But then because, you guys, it is true love, he agrees to live in England. And he's like, you know, we could, I could have a fresh start there. And I just want to be with my wife. And I was like, oh, you guys, that's so sweet. That's the real deal. He's compromising and sacrificing because at the end of the day, he just wants to be with his wife. And... <clears throat> 
she's happy about it. She she makes some crazy joke because you know she's quirky like that about she's happy that he's gonna go to Me- uh come to England because she couldn't take Mexico for very much longer because she has the biggest poops there. And she's like, but you know, we're husband and wife almost, so I can talk about these things with you, which is true. You just didn't have to tell us and the rest of the world that, Katie. So, <clears throat> so the next day, Megan says, I wish they would disclose what the foreign partner does for a living. Well, he's a personal trainer, remember? He did, he's like a, and then he can personal train anywhere, really, but he's a personal trainer and she is a nurse. Um, so <clears throat> Katie's nervous to tell her non, her grandma, um, that she got engaged because she's not sure if her non's going to be happy. But they FaceTime her. Nan is super excited. We love Nan. I love her little personality. She starts crying, says it's fantastic. And she's also really excited that they've decided that they're, they're going to move to the UK so that she's not going to move away. Because remember, Katie and her nan are like best friends best best besties best friends and really like mother and daughter versus just like grandma and and granddaughter and so i think it's good i think it's good that they're going to go to the uk <clears throat> um and so her nan asked you know have you told alejandro's parents that you're moving to the uk and he they haven't and Obviously, Alejandro is a little bit worried about that too, right? Because it's a big change and he's close to his family. And then you guys, Katie says something that I know, I get what she was trying to say, but the way she said it made it just a little bit cringe to me. So she says on the drive back to his parents' house, she's so happy her fiance is Mexican and will always respect that. And I was like, you, you what? That's what, what are you saying? That sounds really terrible. You realize that, but I get like, she's trying to say that it's important to understand and respect each other's cultures. And we'll always do that no matter where we live, but the way it came out of her mouth, it just sounded awful. Just cringe. I'm happy. My fiance is Mexican coming out of the blonde hair, blue eyed woman, like, nah, this, this just sounded wrong. <clears throat> Megan says she just made a post on her IG about not disclosing his profession might be a hobby, the personal training, maybe a misunderstood. Maybe you're right. I didn't see that post about not disclosing. I just remember watching the first episode where he's, he was working out and she said that he was a personal trainer, but maybe, maybe it is just a hobby that he trains, but he's going to have to get a job. So we'll find out, I suppose what he does as his profession for real, for real. So Katie and Alejandro meet with his parents to tell them all about the engagement day, the hike, the waterfall, the proposal, all this stuff. And the dad is really excited, gets up, hugs them both, congratulates them. Um, and then, you know, Katie and Alejandro are nervous to tell them about where they're going to live, but they finally tell them. And, you know, the mom is a little worried. She's sad about the whole thing. She's sad that she's not going to be able to see her son on a day-to-day basis. Um, but what's beautiful about the two of them is like, 
they're like, we support it though. You two will be there to support each other and we respect your decision. So um, you do whatever it is that you need to do to be happy and be in your relationship together and we'll support that. And I thought that was a beautiful thing. Now, the one thing that the family did want is they want to know, you know, what kind of wedding they're going to have and can they have a Catholic wedding in Mexico and can Katie become part of the religion? And that took Katie aback. She had no answer. She did not respond because she didn't know what to say. Which, you guys, hello. How many times do I have to tell y'all? You have to have those conversations. What are the four things that I tell you guys that you have to have conversations about before you get in a serious relationship? Someone name the four of them. I'll leave it at that and I'll wait for you guys to name it as I move on to Richard and Kathleen. Now, <clears throat> this dude right here, you guys, I'm just, I just have a really hard time with them. I have a really hard, have a hard time with this fool. Uh, just the hardest of hearts. Anyways, they're going to a sports bar to get drunk tonight. Yes, geek girl, money. You have to talk about money. How do you spend money? How do you save money? How important is money in your relationship? You have to talk about sex. How important is sex in your relationship? How often do you have sex? What kind of sex? What do you expect in our sexual relationship? You have to talk about kids. Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? And religion. Do you believe? Do you not believe? And if you do believe, what religion do you believe? And how do you want to raise the kids to believe? And all of those things, you have to have those conversations so they don't bite you in the ass later. So Richard's going to take Kathleen's dad and some of her uncles out to the bar to get drunk and to have a boys night and to bond. And he wants to make sure that he lets everyone know that he'll cover the cost of the night. And he's hoping not to get too drunk too soon so that he will be able to show his best foot forward. Meanwhile, he gets there, automatically he's already drinking, and automatically he's already gawking at other women and also making excuses that He's only looking, perhaps he's looking a little too long, but he's just looking. He's not doing anything against Kathleen by just looking too hard. So they're having a discussion, you know, how long have you two been together? The uncle says, and you know, four to five years they were together, but they broke up for a year. And he literally lies to the uncle's face. He says that because they couldn't be together for that year, they broke up. No, it's because you cheated and she caught you. And she found out, and so she broke up with you. That's why you guys were not together for that last year. Because you cheated. But, oh no, it's because we couldn't be together is his answer. Oh, so now you're a liar? Now you're a liar? You don't think her uncle's going to find out that you cheated on her? Got it. So the dad's worried because he says, you know, so many foreigners are bad boys, a.k.a. sex tourists. And, you know, he wants to make sure that Richard understands that his daughter is a good girl. And so he's like, what's your plan with my daughter? And Richard's plan, again, is not to actually do anything, you guys. He's not actually proposing to her and bringing her over on a visa. 
he is allowing her, and I say that very loosely, he's expecting her to get a job in the UK because, you know, she's a nurse. She works in the medical field, so she's like a nurse assistant or whatever. And so she's going to get a work visa and come over. So really, he's doing nothing. So what is his plan? He, his plan is to wait for her to get her visa to come over and work and also pamper him and be, and and let's not forget, you guys, because this is what was so atrocious to me. Let's not forget what he thinks wife stands for. He said last episode, wife stands for washing, ironing, fucking, etc. That's what he sa- said. So he expects her to work full time. He expects her to get herself over to the UK and get a job on her own, but also do all the things that he thinks that his wife should do, which is the cooking and the cleaning and pampering and catering to him 24-7 of the day. So that's his plan. The dad says, you know, why don't you move to the Philippines? And... Richard's like, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, but he also has a child in the UK, and so he can't really be away from his child. And so surprising to me, after this small little conversation and after all the doubt that the dad has had for all these years, the dad says that he's excited for Kathleen to go to the UK. And he realizes that Richard has, quote, his limitations, but he sees that Kathleen really loves Richard, so he's going to support her and his her love for him. Now that's really mature of the father, right? Like he's basically saying, I see this dude as a loser. I see how he has a lot of limitations and I'm not really for it, but I'm going to be for it because I love my daughter and I see that my daughter loves him. So I'm going to support her love for him. But Richard took it as a full on blessing. He's like, I got the dad's blessing. He loves me. He blessed this relationship. So I'm good. That's not what happened, by the way. He's supporting his daughter. And he's supporting his daughter's love for for you. That's what happened. So it's the next day and Richard is leaving the following day. So him and Kathleen go out to have a tip for tat and talk about the relationship and how the relationship is moving forward and what are the next steps. And Kathleen brings up his cheating and said, you know, the last time you were here, you went back home, you cheated. Are you sure it's not going to happen again? And are you sure this is finally me and that you finally want to be with me? And, you know, are you sure there's no one else? She asked him all those questions. He's like, oh, there's no one else. And she's like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? She doesn't really trust him 100%, but she's hoping that it doesn't happen again. And the fact that she said that so many times and we're only on episode eight. Hi, Masha. Or, excuse me, we're only on episode seven. I have a feeling that that might be something that comes up again. Because why are we talking about so much cheating so late in the game? Unless there's going to be an issue of cheating come up. And just for a side note, you know, Kathleen apparently doesn't have social media. And... One of the things that I feel is very narcissistic and it could be, maybe she doesn't want, you know, her picture on social media. It could be any of those things. I don't know. But if you've seen any of Richard's social media, 
he'll post a picture of him and Kathleen, but he'll supersede his face over hers. And he does it in all the pictures of her. He doesn't just like put an emoji on it. He puts a picture of himself. So it's like himself dating himself. We finally meet Marvin. Now, I think you guys that, okay, so Katie and Alejandro are my favorite on this season of the UK. But Calum is really adorable too. And I want to feel like Calum and Marvin might be my other favorite, but I also have a little bit of concern about Marvin's true, true intentions. Now I'm hoping, cause he seems very sweet. He's, he's well-spoken and he seems like he's in it for the right reason, but there's a little bit of doubt creeping into my gut and I'll tell you why shortly. So Caleb's getting ready to pick up Marvin from the airport. And you know what, you guys, he puts on some makeup. He does his brows. He does a little powder. He puts a little setting lotion on, but he makes it look very natural looking. Like he should take, he should teach makeup classes or whatever makeup he uses. He should, he should do some videos, YouTube videos, because I would never have known he had a, a stitch of makeup on. That's how natural he makes it look. So he's getting ready to pick up Marvin and you know, his mom and his friends are still skeptical about this whole situation. You know, they've been together for a year and a half, but they've never met. And now he's coming over for a couple of weeks and, you know, Caleb is so in love. And so his mom is like, you know, you really have to see the whole thing in real life, which I agree, you guys, you can be whoever you want to be online, but you have to spend time with the person in real life to see if you really get to get, like you really are, a match you really are in love you have to know all of their idiosyncrasies and their likes and dislikes and their weird little habits because we all have them you have to make sure that their weird matches your weird and that it connects in real life so the mom just wants them to really just take it slow because she wants to know what marvin's intentions are because you know she says you don't really know what his intentions are People can hide it for a long time and they can hide it really well. So then you have problems later because they were able to hide what they really wanted to do for so long. And then now it's too late because you're already, you know, all up in it. And Kaylin's like, you know what? I get that mom, but I'm excited. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, we've been together for a year and a half and... You know, I love him, so I want to be with him. So Marvin will be there for two weeks, and he's at the airport already. Caitlin gets to the airport and is waiting. He's waiting 20 minutes and doesn't see Marvin. Uh, an hour goes by. He doesn't see Marvin. Now he's getting super antsy, and he checks his phone, finds out that Marvin's been stopped by Border Patrol. So that's what was taking so long, right? But he finally makes it through, and... They see each other, they give each other a big hug, and Marvin's like, it was worth all the hassle it was to like get through customs, and that Caleb is everything he wished for. And you guys, they're super, super cute together. Like, you could tell that there's something there. They, it was like, they were so happy to see each other, and they're holding hands, and they're in the, the car share holding hand or ride share holding hands. Um, and you know, 
Marvin's like, you know, I'm excited to meet your mom. I'm excited to meet your family. And he's nervous because he wants to be on the family's good side because that's important because to him, he doesn't have family. And so family is really important to him and something that he really wants to have. Megan says, agreeing to move to Scotland from the Seychelles screams love to me. They could be on love in paradise. <laughs> that part too. However, Megan, hold that thought for a minute because, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but I, I do have one small little doubt. So the mom meets Marvin, and I think it was a good meet. She didn't really... She wasn't overly friendly, but she was not not. She was just like, okay, you're here. Cool. And they give a tour of the house and, you know, she's asking a few questions, but it wasn't really anything that like, hey, but I get it. There's a stranger in your house. You don't know his intentions, you know. Geek Girl says, I wonder if Border Patrol didn't believe his story. It is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. You're right. <clears throat> so Caleb's mom is worried that Caleb is in a bubble and she just wants to really make sure that her son takes it slowly because, you know, you know, that first love, like you're so in love. You're like in that honeymoon phase. Everything is roses and ponies and unicorns and your partner could do no wrong because you're just so in love. You know how that is, right? So you're not really thinking straight because, you know, you're in that phase where it's just all about the love. I get it. So mom's like, you know, chill, slow down and see how this whole thing is going to pan out. Meanwhile, they flash back to 48 hours earlier where Marvin was still in the Seychelles and he's with his friends. Now he wants to propose to Caleb on this trip. Okay. And the friends are like, wow, that's really fast. It really is on love at first sight. And they're like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you sure? Are you sure? <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, you know, I really want to do this. And, you know, you know, you can't really be freely gay in the, the Seychelles. And so my question where a little bit of doubt creeped in, you guys, is is he rushing because he can't be freely gay in the, the Seychelles? Is that why he's rushing this so that he can go and like live his life freely? That's the part that I'm a little worried about. Like, is this his ticket out of the Seychelles so that he can go live as a gay man in Scotland freely? That's why I have just a little bit of doubt because he is really rushing it. <clears throat> So uh, he gets there and we go back 48 hours ahead and Marvin and Caleb are meeting with Caleb's best friend, Becky. And they're explaining, yeah, they're finding out things about each other in person because they've only had an online relationship. Marvin's a morning person. Caleb is not. Um, Marvin says, you know, he loves the fact that Caleb has a supportive family. That's something that he doesn't have. So he really wants to be um, part of that whole situation. Marvin wants to have kids. And we find out in this little situation that Caleb is not really 
wasn't really interested in marriage and kids before, but because Marvin really wants them, like that's a non-negotiable for him. Um, he's like, yeah, I, we're going to do that. And Becky's like, that's really weird to me to hear because Caleb is not usually interested in kids. <clears throat> and Caleb's like, well, you know, we compromise because we're together. So if he wants to have children, then we're going to have children. And Becky thinks that Caleb is just caught up in the moment, just the same as what his mom said. And she thinks that Caleb is just saying what Marvin wants to hear because that's what Marvin wants. And he wants to make sure that Marvin is happy. And Caleb's worried that, yeah, you know what? My friend, Becky, she has good intentions. And she's, you know, trying to just ask the right questions because she loves me. But he's also worried that... Um, she's putting doubts in Marvin's mind because, you know, Caleb's obviously saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's get married. Let's have kids and let's do all the things. And then your best friend is like, well, what are you talking about? Get married and have kids. You've never wanted to get married and have kids. You know what I mean? So there would be that doubt put in there for sure. There would be that doubt there for sure. Uh, Geek girl says, uh, he said his ex was from Hungary and he loved it there too. Yeah. And Megan says, I feel like you can find both love and a ticket to a brighter, more open future in the same person. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That answers my, my doubt because I was just, I'm just hoping he's not trying to escape a, a life where he can't live freely, right? But I will say this, he did seem like, they did seem very lovey. They were hand-holding, you know, gazing into each other's eyes. They do have the potential to be my other favorite couple of the season. Um, so we'll see. And Megan, you make a, a strong point. You could find love and you could find, you know, your freedom. And like Alejandro said, your fresh start somewhere else. So that's that's possible. All right. You're right, Megan. I won't be such a uh, pessimistic. You know, it's the true crime, you guys. I watch all the true crime. I I, I solve all the, the mysteries, you know. I'm a little bit of an internet sleuth. So it's that part of me that's like, but wait. Uh, Geek Girl says, I wonder what Marvin's backstory is, no family. I wonder too. I wonder too, Geek Girl. I mean, I can make up something that I don't know, but I would I would think that maybe, and this is absolutely not true, I'm just talking, but maybe, you know, he escaped from, you know, a war-torn country to the Seychelles, and maybe was there by himself and maybe his family, maybe he lost his family, maybe he didn't have family, maybe they didn't make it over. And, you know, he lived his life there and then kind of came out and realized that he can't be free there as a gay man. So he's looking for like the next part of his life, the next part of his journey. But I mean, I just made that whole thing up. I don't know what his backstory is. All right, you guys, that was the show. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. I said on my other show, and I'll say it again, you guys, I totally appreciate our little community. I totally love how involved we all are, are with all of our shows, and I appreciate your guys' feedback. 
and our little community has grown. I just hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I know in the YouTube world is nothing, but you 3,000 people mean so much to me. So thank you so much for all your support, for, for subscribing to my page, for showing up to my lives, um, for watching my videos and all the things. I do it because I love it and I do it especially because I love our little community. So thank you so much. Uh, here's to continue to growing, growing, growing. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow for Seeking Sister Wife I Have to Cover and the family Chantal. Bye for now. Happy Labor Day. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.